Hello and welcome back to the Talking Walls podcast. I'm your host, Matt Cooper, and today we're joined by some familiar faces. We'll start with the main man himself, Dave. How's it going, mate? Very well, thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I had a good weekend. Finn, how you doing, son? Yeah, yeah all good. Thank you, too. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's not discuss this. <laughs> Maybe it's later in the pod. George, how's it going, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. How about yourself? Yeah, honestly, top of the world. Um, we've got a lot. <laughs> we've got lots to get through uh, on this podcast. We're going to be looking back at Bournemouth versus Wolves. Wolves finally getting three points from Wolves versus Southampton. We'll be previewing the Liverpool game. We'll be talking about Diego Costa and, of course, taking some of your questions. But let's start with the Bournemouth game first, Dave. Unchanged from the Newcastle game. I don't know about you, mate, but I thought that was very odd. Yeah, it was a little bit of a surprise. Um, I think we all expected after they just been, had been smashed by Liverpool, um, go a bit more attacking, try and get at them a bit more. I think you know the, we'd already had the news about Scott Parker sacking when we did the podcast last week as well. So I, f- I think we all expected some changes, try and get some more energy in the squad. And yeah, when we started unchanged, I was surprised. You know, our, our first eleven is still a strong, strong side, really strong side, and should be doing better in front of goal than we have been doing. Um, mm. But it was still the same old sort of stuff, wasn't it? It was still very passive, still not enough hunger to try and get get in front of goal and, and test the goalkeeper. And overall, we made it fairly easy for Bournemouth, who you know would have been, I think in the end, with how they finished the game, would have been more than happy to take a point out of the game. That's exactly what they got. Yeah, Dave mentioned the word passive there, Finn. Is that how you would describe the game? 100%, yeah. It was the first one that I'd watched on TV this season. I don't know whether... Like it was, you don't feel as involved because you're watching it on TV, you're not there. But it just, yeah, it, I think it times it by 10 how boring it was. And then you're hearing like the the discontent from that left corner from the from the microphones of how the Wolves fans as well. It was, as Dave said, you didn't expect the team um, to be the same, but I think everyone expected what happened. The only thing that was missing was like Solanke to score off his arse or whatever in 90 plus one. Like you, you knew something like that was going to happen. Probably nil-nil was the best case scenario. Because yeah. after that nine 0 we were never going to score, never, and it was it was always going to go like that. But yeah, I think when we've used the four two three one against other teams, you'd think you'd be using it against the promoted sides, especially one that is looking weak at the back. So it was disappointing not to see that. And at the bare minimum, I think as we'll come on to with Southampton, I think if you're going to play that three across the midfield, eight Norrie's got to be involved somewhere at the back because you you miss a lot of that sort of creativity, and you can at least get a little bit from there. And he did well when he came on, but yeah. Passive is probably the best way to sum it up. So frustrating. Sum the game up in um, three words, Finn. <laughs> it wasn't a roller coaster, mate. <laughs> <laughs> George, it was it was very safe, wasn't it? It was a very side to side, and they just played the ball like an arc in front of in front of their in front in front of their front line. Um, weren't playing vertically. Who? What was what was the issue with it, mate? What can you pinpoint that the problem why we couldn't why we couldn't penetrate the, their back line? I, I don't think it was anything that Bournemouth was specifically doing to stop us doing it either. I, I feel like we were, we got very comfortable in the game, got into a very comfortable tempo, and we were passing the ball around for vanity. Really, I know we had like seventy percent possession, but we we weren't hurting them at any point. And like like I said before, it's you, you, we weren't playing between the lines. We weren't picking up pockets of space. Um, not until Pedence came on, actually. Um, and yeah, it was just it was just a real weird performance, and not one that sort of surprised me. Be following Wolves for so many years, but it's you just know when a team gets slapped nine, like 
and Wolves are next. You just know what's going to happen. It's usually a nil-nil or like uh, Finn said, Slanky getting one off his arse. But it didn't happen. Um, and there's probably a lot of talking points of the game and why we didn't score. Yeah, I mean, your fans react summed it up. I caught it the day later and we had quite a few comments on it. I was I was in tears. Um, you know, I was in tears the night before from watching the game. Then you, uh, you, you did cheer me up. I, I know you referred to it as utter, utter wank, which is, you know, perfectly put. But Raul Jimenez, Dave, it had, you know, we don't like putting the spotlight on players and tearing strips off them, but it was it was awful. From it's one of the worst games I've seen him play in a wall shirt. Yeah, um, I pinpointed him and Neto as two players at halftime that I thought were just lacking confidence. A few people disagreed with me on Neto, but I think we did all agree on on Raul Jimenez. And obviously, we'll, we'll come on to talk about the team selection for Saturday as well. But um, it it, 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 was, it wasn't great. There were. People sort of back in Jimenez um, because obviously a lot of the stick went on to Bruno Large after the game. Um, and people were saying, you know, still blaming Large for it. There was people backing Jimenez, but there were just moments in the game. I think it was Nunes who picks up some great positions, by the way. I think we spotted that a lot more well, one in the Bournemouth game, but in the Southampton game as well. But I think he got himself in a position on the right-hand side where he whips it in. And it's a great ball. And Jimenez is just static and stood behind, like the third defender for a confident striker or a striker, which is, you know, on top of his game, he's just going to peel off that defender and, and pick up the ball. And it's an easy finish for him, but it is just that confidence thing at the moment. It's a, it's a real concern for Wolves, And, you know, for, from a player, I think it's no secret that the injury is, hasn't helped him. Um, but for a player that was just on top of the world two or three years ago to this now, it's really disappointing. I'm hoping that he regains his form. I'm hoping that he still scores some goals. Um, and I'm hoping that despite his, his our plan A for us, some competition, our plan B, who's likely to come in this week, is going to offer him uh, an equal amount of competition. But yeah, it's, it's it's not looking good for Raul at the minute, unfortunately. It's not. I feel he squandered a, a really good chance, didn't he, as well? That was, you know... It, it's, Raul of old would have would have put that away quite easily. He put he put a chance away like that against Everton last season. We dinked it over the keeper in a yeah, like but, yeah the one where he put just wide. Yeah, that yeah. was a stinker one. Yeah, I think in that Everton game, to be fair, he tried that finish twice, and once it had the Bournemouth yeah, result, well. and then once it ended up in the net. So, I mean, I'll defend him to the hills, and I can defend maybe missing a one on one. But exactly what Dave was saying, you can't defend things like him not even attacking the ball when it comes to like it's bread and butter for a goalkeeper. You see, like, as much as I've, like, criticised Haaland for only scoring from two yards out, you've also got to be there. So, when Raul isn't doing that, you, you can't defend that. And I just think he looks a bit, even, like, in the tunnel coming out, he looks a bit distant, like he's not really there. Like, I, I don't know what it is. And it's easy to say, oh, it's all changed since the injury. But, yeah, it's, he's, he's not the same, clearly. Um, and it is sad. And you'd like to say friendly competition's coming in, but it's, it's not going to be a, it's a very unfriendly competition. So... We'll see who gets the, one, gets the nod. One thing I've noticed as well, and it's it's been definitely since the injury, is that he's just, his aggression and probably almost temperament is completely different. I see him whinging a lot more on the pitch, mm. a lot more than we used to see. Just daft, stupid stuff. Like Obviously, we saw the two red cards last year. I think he was unfortunate against Leeds, but the Man City one was just completely just pure stupidity. And then against Newcastle last week, where... 
he was just whining and whinging just about not getting the ball in a, in a couple of certain situations. I understand, you know, you, you want things to go well, you want things to happen, mm. but it's just almost as if he's looking at the game glass half empty rather than glass half full at the minute. And I think when you're a striker, when you're being relied on to score goals and you're just looking at the game with a negative approach, it's, it's never going to bode well. No, it isn't. And like, it's easy to say because we know what's happened that it's like oh it's definitely cognitive or something because he looks like he looks like he's playing with lag or well, that's the only like <laughs> way I, I can describe it it's like Finn on the podcast when he's yeah. getting his earpiece so, reporting like shoot round shoot round yeah oh, it's gone past Finn it. on pro <laughs> but, but, but like he, even when like he's he's playing his back towards goal it's like he, he, it looks like he thinks he's got uh, miles of space and all the time in the world but. I mean, obviously the Kaleidosic has come in and of course had that horrific injury, which is it's just, you know, peak walls. Um, but the positive to take from the game, George, Pedence when he came on, um, looked 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 better, but it also gave us that option to play vertically, which if you'd have watched the first ten minutes, I think we were all saying we need to get someone on the pitch who can just play in that half space in front of the uh, in front of the midfield. Yeah, because you could tell that the space was there to exploit, and um, when when Pedence came on, he started playing in between. Sort of, um, I can't remember if they were on the pitch this point, but Cook and uh, um, Lerma, and just picking up loads of pockets of space, and that's exactly what we've been missing. And I feel like there's there's a there's a time for four three three, and there's a time for four two three one. I think you've got to be fluid with it, and that's the one thing. Um, about Wolves over the last few years is that it's do plan A really well. If it doesn't work, swap the person out and just carry on. And uh, yeah, it, it, it changed a little bit. Aitner, came on as well and that changed a little bit because he was a bit more direct than, than Johnny was. Um, trying to attack um, Adam Smith, um, who is an awful fullback. Um, so yeah, it was like I say, it was watching that game and like so the fans react I, I, I still can't tell you now what I said it was just five minutes of just I don't know I, I wasn't there um, just letting it all out um, but it's it was just ominous it's like the signs are so ominous like they were there for the taking and yeah with the fact of not winning um, before Bournemouth added that pressure on that we needed to it was a must win or at least being dubbed as that and then to not get that win it, it had put a lot of pressure on Southampton Big shout out to Collins and Kilman though. I didn't have much to do, Dave, but I thought they were excellent. And it's it's looking touchwood like it's got the hallmarks of a of a fantastic centre half partnership. Best yeah, in the league. Yeah, well, yeah, on paper at the moment it is the yeah. best in the league. And um, you know, we'll talk about Saturday a little bit more shortly, but they were phenomenal then again. Um so yeah, they're they're looking good. I think I've said it a number of times. I came into the season excited about a back four, but also worried that it was going to take time to sort of bed into this system, seeing as we played in the back five for, with a back five for so long. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's it's good. And I think the good thing uh, for us from an Eng England point of view with Max Kilman, he's almost proved that he could play in a back four and he could play in a back five now as well. Yeah. And with the World Cup coming up, even internationals coming up soon, I think that's going to be a massive plus for Gareth Southgate as well. And he's left-footed. Mm, well, you know, who else is left-footed in the England squad? Michael Keane, who's not going to get... Is no. Tamori, I think, possibly? Yeah. He doesn't like Tamori, though, does he? For some no. reason. I don't think he's been know. fantastic either this year. No. Sure. He's, he's, def he's definitely been with a shout. But those pair look, looking great. Before we move on to Southampton game, we talk about 
Um, and I think Finn mentioned it, or, or Dave mentioned it a little bit earlier. The, the fact that the Wolves fans seemed to be not turning, but it was it was a little bit uncomfortable, wasn't it? They were singing Bruno make a change and <laughs> or make a sub, whatever it was. Finn, it's it's not great, is it? Like four games into the season, fans singing that, and also his post match press conference telling fans how to feel and what to feel, which never is a good idea. Yeah, there was a, the ones I collected up there. Yeah, there was Bruno Maker sub, then there was the usual Adama Traore attack, 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 which always just yeah, sounds horrendous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cringy, that one. Um, and the usual get into him. Um, but no, yeah, it's, it's not. But I think the window was still open with Bournemouth, wasn't it? Because he was trying to, I think he was just trying to get things a bit more optimistic. The players could come in, fans be patient, blah, blah, blah. So, I didn't read into that too much, but no, yeah, it was. It's a very short fuse. And then to hear reports of like at the end, Bruno went straight down the tunnel, but the players that did go over seemed to receive um, the brunt of the frustration as well. A couple of players that braved it. So it's not a great look for a few games in, but at that point we hadn't won a game. On paper, we had quite an easy run for the start of the season. That's why it's cool that we can say like, oh, Kilman and Collins, best defensive partnership now until we go into Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I think it was it's frustration. It's just... I think we'd be talking different now if we hadn't won against Southampton, if like Che Adams knew how to head a ball properly. But yeah, we're, we're thankfully talking about four points in, in two games and it's a little flip now. We're very fickle people. That's I, th- I think if the, the Bournemouth results say the same and we drew with Southampton, I, I think a, a good like 50% of us would be saying he's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Dave being 25% of that. But... <laughs> no one. <laughs> oh, Mr. Positive. Um, but, you know, absolute dog shit performance. So let's move on and, and move on to the Wolves versus Southampton game. Coming in, into this one, Dave, I I, I felt confident we weren't going to, uh, that we were going to win, but I felt confident that we weren't going to play well either. I don't know how you felt coming into it. Yeah, we, I mean, we've we've had good form against Southampton ever since we've been back promoted uh, into the Premier League. And they just picked up a good win against Chelsea as well. So I knew it wasn't going to be an easy game. Um, but I don't know, I had a good feeling. I thought, you know, we all sort of felt positive. But at the same time, we thought if Wolves don't start well here, we know how quickly Molyneux could change, it can get toxic. And I think Bruno Lars knew he needed to win as well. I don't necessarily think he would have been sacked if we lost on Saturday because I think we all would have been stupid to do it and and sort of try and introduce a manager ahead of you know two difficult games coming up uh but there would have obviously been a lot of pressure on him and I think a lot of that pressure and there's a huge sigh of relief obviously when the final whistle went on Saturday um but there were a lot of positives from the performance and yeah I'm 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 really glad that we managed to get the three points against you know a, a, a good solid team plenty of talented young players in that Southampton squad at the minute yeah, I mean, if they can keep hold of some of their players, which they probably won't, they're gonna have a really talented squad in in, in, in the next the next few years. And at Ch- uh, Chelsea bid for Lavia, didn't they? In, in uh, that was crazy. That was on the last day, dis- despite yeah. just signing from from Man City. George, yeah. the, the big man, got his start, chucked in at the deep end. Sasa Kaladzic. Um We know, of course, what's happened since. But what what were your impressions of him from the from the first forty five minutes? I know I. I, I come downstairs at, at 40 minutes and a few blokes are saying he's, he's an absolute pony, he's a car horse, which, you know, <laughs> um, each their own. It's one of those things, isn't it, because, um, not to disrespect Finier, a football of that size can look a bit awkward, like with the crouch thing. It's like yeah. it's quite hard to to look so, like, 
you know, limbs. <laughs> Even in everyday life, I hate yeah, your Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Uh, but, yeah, like, it can just always look a little bit awkward. Um, and that's just for the sheer size of him. But one thing I was impressed with with him was he was actually quicker than I thought he would be. And I thought he'd have a turning circle of a, a tank. But he was actually... He was actually quite nimble on his feet. And you know what? I actually watched the goal back. Um, and you know what? I, I mean, he's he's actually got up with pedents with an ACL, which is mental um, for the tapping. Yeah. Um, so he's actually, you know, he, he looked quite bright. I, I, you know, I think it's really harsh to to throw him under the bus. But there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of Wolves fans that are so Stockholm Syndrome to just, oh, we love Raul. Raul's number nine. You know, he's been great. Like, they just don't want to see any change there. And it's Raul's, you know, Raul's been off the boil for a while now, at least 12 months. And, you know, I'm glad I'm glad he got a start because I know obviously it didn't end in great circumstances, but I hope it's given um, Raul a bit of a rocket, basically, because I think he needed one. Well, he was injured in the warm-up, wasn't he? Bruno put it down to chronic fatigue, um, which is... Which which is strange because surely if you got chronic fatigue you wouldn't be you wouldn't even be on the subs bench because you know, I've never had it but I'd imagine it feels like you've been hit by a train. Um, but yeah, it's it's a real we'll talk about the injury now, but it's a, it's a real stinker, isn't it, Finn? I, I, I've seen people blame the club as well, but I, I, I don't I don't know how you I don't know how you can blame the club. Like I as as people know, I've had the I had the same injury about two years ago and. I asked the physio, I was like, what causes it? And he's like, well, you're overweight, so that doesn't help. Obviously, Sasha isn't. <laughs> Sasha's obviously not overweight. And he said, like, um, if you're not fit, if you've not warmed up properly, and if you if you if your body's stressed, you got you've got more chance of injuring yourself. But he's like, it can just be a freak accident. So yeah, so it's 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 a real sickener, isn't it? Yeah, and when people are saying, Oh, we shouldn't have started him, when there's literal video evidence of us for saying start him in the in the deadline day thing i don't think mm. we can really criticize that because i'd have done the same thing um but it's yeah it's classic well to be fair i think bruno said both will be back by next week one was fatigue and one will be fine and then it's now roused with his groin was it or something and the other one's out for a year or however long it's going to be out for the season possibly so he, he got neither right well, um <laughs> yeah, this is the same it's man tricky. that said Le- he, Leander Dendonka is going to stay on deadline day as well. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the trust clearly isn't there, so he's got to go for me. And uh, no, but it's um, <laughs> it, it, so it's is that David who said that, or was it Finn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's, I mean, he had an injury record. We did note it, but I mean, it would have been classic Wolves if he'd have broke his finger and was out for it. You know what I mean? But not an ACL like a season-ending injury. It's just. You couldn't write it, and it's really tricky for him. You even see like Stuttgart tweeting about it as well. It's just sad all round, but I think it is just one of those freak ones. But when you know, when he goes down off the ball, and I even we were with a Southampton fan, one of my dad's friends, and when they don't roll around, like he wasn't going off, of course, he was going, oh, he's seriously hurt there. You know, when he's just lay still, you knew something was wrong. So I was dead surprised to hear, oh, he'll be back next week. And yeah, mm. it turns out it wasn't great. Because when, when it happened, like he laid down, obviously played until half time and like yeah. everyone I was like it's probably just a dead leg because it was like a coming together wasn't it but like he was holding mm. like the top of his top of his like thigh and I was like it's probably yeah. just a dead leg but Dave it's a it's a it's a it's just typical wolves isn't it yeah, finally trying to find someone who can plug the gap up front and now we've got an even bigger gap. Yeah it's it's a real shame. Um you know, like uh, like you said, there were people even in the the YouTube comments on the reaction saying that how crappy he was, and I thought 
how can you judge after seeing him probably fit for half an hour? Yeah, and, you know, 45 minutes. I actually thought he was all right. I thought his link-up play was good. And like George said, he got himself about. He pressed really well, I thought. You know, he pressed nice and high. And arguably, actually, for the goal, I don't know what Pedence... If Pedence meant he's finished, Absolutely it was just not. pure right. class. If, I think he's trying to square it back to... to yeah, Sacha, yeah. stood right next to him. And that would have been great, you know, for him to, to tap it in. Um, but, you know... It's a, it's a real shame. And, um, you know, we're going to be talking about his potential replacement later on. Uh, but I was really excited to see him because it was something completely different. Not not many teams, if any teams in the Premier League, have got a player like that uh, in the front line. So I was really intrigued to see how he got on. And, uh, you know, he got himself in some great positions. You know, we started to cross it in a little bit more. We started to be a bit more direct. Um, so, yeah, real shame. And I'm, I'm hoping, obviously, we haven't got the exact time frame, but I'm, I'm hoping it's not really serious but at the moment it, it looks unlikely we might not even see him till next year now unfortunately next season rather well like a couple of times he, he attacked the front post and I went back downstairs to the concourse and asked the, the chaos bloke I was like what percentage is his beer because I've just seen one of our forwards attack the front post <laughs> <laughs> so I must be absolutely bad at it yeah. um, no, he's, mo- he's, mo- he's moving off the ball is great and you know I, I thought it was just like I said it's somebody that's you know, he hadn't scored so far in the Bundesliga, but he played three games, got three assists. You know, he, he was amongst the goals, um, or get you know amongst the goal contributions. Um, but going back to what you said about the injury, I've seen plenty of people blaming the club for it. You know, as well saying we've had X amount of ACL injuries in X amount of years. This is ridiculous. So, well, the Chiquinho one, how is it the club's fault that he's just been two footed in a pre season friendly? Well, we've you seen know, the pitch a... well. That... Yeah, yeah. Well, they yeah, but the bollock and posted a picture. But... Yeah, but <laughs> but there's there's lots like that. You know, there are some in, that happen in training. Fair enough, like the Johnny one, and that's happened. That happened to him twice. But you know, there are some that is just purely you know accidental and impacting. The Zyros was horrible, wasn't it? The... Yeah, oh, Zyros, Zyros yeah. a dreadful tackle. So uh, I mean, it's just, just unfortunate. And and you say you know the first year or first two years under Nuno. The fitness, the fitness levels were like unbelievable. So people yeah. saying like, how's he passed the medical? But medical is purely a risk assessment. Yeah, you know, he's spending X amount of money. Is 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 it calculated risk? And I, you know, he's. I think he did. He's. I think he did a cru- crucial uh, injury before. before yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's it, it's one of those like. And I'll come back to it. Like I've I've asked my physio, like, am I more am I more likely to do it again? He's like, not really. It's like if you do it again, you're just unlucky. Um, yeah. so he's, if he's doing the rehab properly, he'll be absolutely fine. But it's such a, a psychologically, it's a it's a horrible injury because it, it's like it's like eight months of like just rebuilding your leg muscles and getting the ligament mm-hmm. used to the knee. So he's not gonna be back on grass for at least six months if it's if it's a complete rupture. But they, they haven't they haven't updated yet, have they? They just said he's it's an ACL injury, they haven't yeah. um I don't Constantly. think they'll be able to do an MRI with it yet. Well, legs the swelling will be too. I reckon it'll Someone, take. Few- I read today he's having surgery this week. A German um, report, I think, said six months. Mm. It's yeah, um, it initial swelling to go down, don't they, to actually understand what yeah. what's gone on. So yeah, it's just a, yeah, like I say, it's just a shame it's happened. Yeah, welcome back to talking physios. I'm your host, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, but with 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 that injury though, if it is a rupture, then they can't. They can't put it back together. They have to take a graft from the hamstring um, and, and use that as a new ligament. It's the same as what I've done. Like the scars, are, it's it's a, it's a big job. But we wish him a speedy recovery. I've, you know, it's such such bad luck for the lad. And hopefully, he comes back and 
and and and he's you know as involved, but he's probably going to be looking at next season now. Probably maybe the same with Chiquinho, like late this season, if not back in pre-season. But let's talk about the goal. Um, Nunes instrumental in the build-up. I was listening to the Express and Star actually their post-match review. Judah and uh, and Liam Keane, obviously friends of the pod, and they they said that you know they didn't think Nunes looked great. I thought I thought he looked like a Rolls Royce out there, but. Dave, he was heavily involved in, in the goal. And it, it, it's nice to see a goal that doesn't rely on a piece of individual brilliance, a well-worked team goal. It, yeah, it was really well-worked. And we've seen Nunes pick up these positions time and time again. And it's a great ball across across the box to to Pedence. Uh, and like we've already said, did, did he mean it? Did he not? You know, if he meant <laughs> it, it's a great finish. But I, I'm not sure what he was trying to do, really. Um, but we've seen it. Yeah, I thought Nunes, uh, again, this is what I said on my reaction. His ball retention is phenomenal. Like you could have two, three players around him, he'll still find a way out of the space. And the same against Newcastle, Bournemouth. I think every like big attack, counter attack was him starting the counter attack, driving the ball forward. The one thing he needs to improve is just that final decision making, whether that be wait or pass or the correct pass. Uh, but yeah, I thought he was great. Uh, people said it on the fans react. People in the comment section, there were some that didn't agree. Um, but yeah, I thought he was great, and it's a great ball for, for the goal as well. Phenomenal cross. One thing I've noticed with him is he, he uses his body excellently in terms of shielding the ball. Um, and that's something that um, that um, Dan Butler said on the on the recruitment podcast that we did with him. He said that he uses his body really well. But Finn, did Pedence mean that finish? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I mean, uh, um, you know, at half-time where they show like every angle of it because there was yeah. not many highlights from the game. So they literally showed Definitely everything. To pull it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you also see, as well, to be fair, you see Nunes absolutely scream for the ball off Neves to come down the right. So, yeah, he's very instrumental in the goal. But, no, he doesn't mean it at all. And it would, to be fair, Kalasic, would that have been the first player to ever score with a torn ACL if he had just played it across? But, <laughs> yeah, no, but it was, uh, it was if Messi had done it, people might, or like, you know, like Mesut Ozil would do that thing where he like passes the ball into the ground and it'd dink over. But he didn't yeah. mean it whatsoever. Uh, I'd love to give him the credit, but. There's got to be some players like down the down in history who've like played on Venice. Like when you know George era when he was watching watching Wolves play <laughs> the lever ball yeah. broken. Yeah, we, like, the Duke broke playing with a broken. <laughs> <laughs> One day, George is not going to come back. I've <laughs> 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 absolutely had enough. But it, there's been two Wolves goals at Molyneux in the league this season, and I've missed both of them. I'm absolutely fuming. <laughs> I went down for a point on the Neves goal. I went down for a point for the Pedence goal. So, you know, if we're backs against our walls against the Man City, then I'm going to go down and watch what happens. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's talk about Neto. Because, George, I felt like the fans were getting on his his back a little bit. But then we're like, oh, no, what are we doing? And I'll sing his name. Like, he just looks completely void of confidence. That chance he had in the first half, I think he had too much time to think about it, and that's probably why he dragged it wide. But it just, he just looks fucked to me. <laughs> like, yeah, no, he's not. He's not what he was. Opinion. <laughs> no, no, he's not what he was. I think, like you know, he struggles to get that form pre his um, knee injury. For me personally, we've seen a little, you know, we've seen glimpses. Liverpool away with Bright running for thirty minutes, thirty-five minutes or so, and I think he's probably he's trying a little bit too hard now. I mean, that chance in the first half is completely dragged it and yeah the, even in the second half there was a simple ball across the box with the Vendence on about the 50th minute mark and he's hit it about 12 foot into the south bank mm. and that's where the groans have started and you can just tell it's not right it's just not clicking for him at the minute and we're probably in a position with 
um, our injury crisis, if you want to call that, or mini crisis, that you've got to persist with him. I mean, yes, there'll be, be clamours for Adama to start, um, l- less clamours for Huang, but I think, you know, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to persist with Neto out of pure necessity, really, and hope he just, it just clicks for him. I still think, you know, there was about five minutes later, he, he, he did step over and took it um, past Gineppo and whipped in a really good ball. And that seemed to spring him on a little bit, but it's just not clicking for him this season. And I don't know if that's because he's trying too hard or he just isn't at the level he was at the moment. Mm. Uh, there was a chance in the second half where he's playing, he's running down the right and he's like in a really good position and he tries to chop it back onto his left. And I can't help but feel if he was running down the left, he probably would have gone past that player and managed to get a shot across the box. But do you think that's maybe the the biggest root of the problem, Dave? That he's just he's not suited to the system playing on the right hand side. I mean, he, like he's a young player and he, and he may be able to learn, but at the minute, it's just it's not clicking for him. Yeah, but I think there were good moments to his game, and the, and there were bad moments um, on on Saturday. I, I'm I'm still not a huge fan of him on the right. If I'm completely honest, um, I think you're right on on the left hand side. He could be a bit more direct. Can you know use his his stronger foot. I think the chance in the first half, he picked up a great bit of space and he's got to be getting it on target, though. He didn't even test the goalkeeper. Um, but the second half, I think he had that one, gets the ball down to the byline, absolutely dreadful cross, doesn't even come to play. Um, and that's when I think fans started to moan. But then about five, ten minutes later, like you said, beats his man, great cross into the box. I think it was Guedes, wasn't it? Just arriving quite late and almost almost beat Bazunu to the ball. So there were, there were good spells and he, he looked bright. So, you know, I think, like George said, I think we've just got to persist, persevere with him. Um, but you, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll take him out my FPL. I know Finn said this on his vlog as well. I'll take him out my Fantasy Premier League and he'll he'll score the winner against Liverpool on, on Saturday. I'll do it just for a slot. Do it, man. Do it. Well, yeah. George, George, if you look at George bet, bet mate too, which we'll bring up in a bit, George has gone. He's He's got he's put his bollocks on the line. He reckons Wolves are going to nick it. But Finn... I thought towards the end, Wolves rode their look a little bit. Southampton obviously had the, the goal display, which was, I still don't know what he's doing, but Chay Adams at the bar. It was, it was a little bit squeaky bum time at the end. Yeah, it was always going to be. I thought the um, the left winger that came on as well, the the new City Adozi, I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, really um, so caused a, caused a lot of danger. I think, did they hit the crossbar as well um, from memory? Chay so Adams, Adams always gonna, yeah, yeah, one that yeah, one that he didn't yeah. try and elbow in. So it was, it, it, well, it was always going to be like you have flashbacks, don't you, to the Newcastle one as well. I think even was it Guedes or someone tried that same similar volley down in that left corner, and I thought he was going to fall to someone on the edge again, but thankfully not. But it was, we don't do it easily. We've we've either lost by a goal, won by a goal, or drawn this season. There's there's never been like a a relaxed end to a game. Well, this is our first win, wasn't it? But even like we've always been pushing for a goal or backs against the wall in every game this season. They've all been tight. So it's always going to be, I'm looking forward to when we've been saying for about four years, we're going to smash someone and we can just relax for the last 10 minutes. But one day. I don't think it's, I don't think it's ever going to happen, but no. it's like you said, it was always going to be, if you're one nil, it was always going to be squeaky bum time. Like mm. it's, it, it it's just natural um, yeah. when, when you've been on the run of form that you've been on. But one thing I will mention and, you know, We've we've given him stick on here before, and you know George made comments about his first touch, which I won't repeat. And you know we've <laughs> we, we've we've all echoed the thoughts that we don't think he's great. But Quang came on, didn't think he played 
too badly. I thought Adama did okay as well as an outlet, especially springing up. How, how, how that bloke jumps, I don't know how he does it, but Dave, um, fans in and around around where you sat were booing Wang, weren't they, when he came on? Yeah, there were, there were plenty of fans booing. And uh, when, I, when I saw Wang sort of warming up on his own to come on, uh, I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Adama obviously came on, on with him as well uh, in the end. But I, and, and people know that listen to the podcast. I'm not his biggest fan. I put it on, t- on Twitter all throughout the, the towards the end of the window. I would have been happy for him to leave the club. But whilst he's representing Wolves on the pitch or putting his shirt, you know, a shirt on, I will never ever boo him going on the pitch. Never. Might have grown if he misplaces a pass or, you know, gives away the ball, but I will never ever boo my my own player. Unless it's Diego Costa getting sent off when we're chasing a game or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, but yeah, I would never be on. Again, that's something that I mentioned. I thought, yeah, cheer a player that you like. Um, but if you don't like a player, just don't do not do anything. So yeah, the fact people are booing is a bit embarrassing. And then I think, like you said earlier with Neto, people started realising. So we just started singing a chant about him being on loan, although we signed him permanently. So Yeah. I think the, <laughs> I think the fans, though, like the atmosphere weren't great, but there was, you know, quite elongated um, chant of Bruno Lage's Barmy Army, which I've not really heard for, for quite a while. I think the fans were really keen to try and get the team over the line. But, George, it's not really what you want to hear, is it? I mean, what's your stance on booing players? It's just wrong, isn't it? I think there's, um, I think someone who puts the shirt on for, for Wolverhampton Wanderers, you've got to support them no matter what. I think, you know, yes, we might not think his abilities at the level or potentially not at the level. But there's one thing about Huang which you can never discredit or even throw at him is lack of effort. And even coming out with comments saying he wants to leave or slandering the club or going back to what we said the other week um, on the transfer podcast, like, you know, Stephen Fletcher head's gone, Van Lepara with all this money shit. Like, he's never done anything like that. And like I say, effort and application is there with Huang. Ability might not be, but... I saw like people like the, the thing I found really weird was like grown men on Twitter like saying, Oh, hold my hands up, I'll, I'll boo Wang, please forgive me. And I'm like, Just what's going on? Like, just like, <laughs> A, why are you apologizing on Twitter? And B, like, you should know better. Like, we've had some like shite sides. Like, Wang, yes, he fucked up for Newcastle, but we've had some real shite players, and Wang is not at He's nowhere near the worst player we've seen in a Wolves shirt. So just get anyone who plays Wolves, get behind them until they say something or act in a way that disrespects the club for me. Mm. But I reckon these same fans would like, it, when Willy Bolly comes back to the club, we'll like clap him. Um, which, Probably. which you know, I, I, I'm, I'm indifferent. I couldn't really give a fuck. He's not a Wolves player anymore. But it was it was finally nice to get a win. I and mean, it wasn't the only win um, at the weekend. So... As you know, there was a bet mate pot and Jord again was the only member of Talking Walls who took home a bit of cash. I mean, it's not a huge amount, but it's £5.85. Um, Finn was close, missed out marginally. Me and Dave were... I didn't have enough data to keep loading the table. We were right down the bottom. Jord, <laughs> um, how are you doing it, mate? Like Week in, week out, putting results out of the hat. I don't know. It's, it's something that you just can't teach in it, like skill. Like It's just you're either born with it or you're not. And I think I've just got the knack of the game, I know. I must have. Yeah. You must experience. I used to play the uh, balls back in the eighties. So, just... <laughs> so yeah, just you know, just experience of playing there, spot the ball and all that. You know, just it's just growing naturally. Well, when we when we talk about your, your bet mate team for Liverpool versus Wolves, um, 
then you can talk us through why you, you what the methodology is behind it. But yeah, it's finally, finally so good to get a first win in the league. This show is brought to you by Green King, your home of pub sports. With over 900 sports pubs across the country, Green King is where the fans go, showing every broadcast game for Wolves. Yeah, and if you download the Green King season ticket app, you can receive a free drink when you register and 10% off a great range of drinks one hour before, during and after any match. That's right, Dave. So if you head to the app store and search season ticket to download the app, our listeners of the show will also be able to get an additional £5 off drinks when spending £15 or more by using code TALKINGWALLS. Green King, it's where the fans go and it's your home of pub sport. So Wolves are back in action again this weekend. The games are coming thick and fast and it's a trip to Anfield. Finn, Liverpool are a little out of sorts at the minute, but it's still going to be a really tough test, isn't it? Yeah, just like that Bournemouth narrative. This is the one where they, I think they probably, it's Liverpool are back. Um, that's what I'm dreading anyway. Um, I'm going to try and counteract it with like what Dave said. I'm going to keep, I'm going to sell Neto, captain Salah which should mean Salah does nothing and Neto scores a hat-trick um, with the fantasy team. I'll do my part, but no, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. But to be fair, I've watched their last few games um, and they're not, I know this is all going to come back to bias, but they're really not looking that dangerous. They're not looking like Liverpool that just scares the life out of you. It's, it's. I saw things with like Salah being so much further out wide than you, you want him coming in and attacking and scaring people just like he did for that late goal, well, that late assist against us last season. So, Touch wood, they're not looking too threatening and a little bit vulnerable at the back, like I think we're seeing. And people have always took the mick out of like Trent's defending ability and even like Robertson being dropped for Simicast. Those sorts of doubts are really coming to the fore now. So our backers, our attack has been very weak, but I am sort of excited to see a, a proper good team. Like I know Spurs could probably be up there as well, but to see a team come at us, see what we can then do on the break, because Neto's always been better on the break. Adama, if, he, if he's involved. So... Slightly excited, but yeah, it, it does feel like the one where it's like oh, Liverpool are back to winning ways and with a comfortable 3 0 at Anfield. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, fingers the, crossed. The, Hopefully, the, George, um, yeah. that make things all right. They're missing <laughs> a few players, aren't they? They've you know, and mm. are missing a lot for injury. And I also think that the the sale of Sadio Mane's goes under the radar a lot because you know that front three together, um, was, was phenomenal. So if you take a player of that calibre out of any side, they 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 may struggle. Nunes is Nunez, sorry, hasn't you know has had a tough start. The, the headbutt um, doesn't 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 really help. But George, is this a free hit for Wolves, or do you think that they can actually get something out of the game? I, I mean, how would you how would you approach it? I know that Liverpool love to play that that high line. There's always space in behind, and we could have those players with the abundance of pace we've got up front to to exploit that. Yeah, I, I feel like the game is set up for us a little bit. And I know that might be me being like a, an over-the-top Wolves fan and, and you know, probably being very biased. But I think there's like two reasons for that. I think the midfield battle, um, I think, you know, I've said it before, our midfield three stands up against any, I think, in European football. I think that they've got problems with Thiago, Henderson's injured. They've got the really lacking sort of fluidity in that midfield three. Um, they've been playing Harvey Elliott, Carvalho, Fabinho, Milner's been getting gigs, and I really think like Nunez, Neves, and Matinho is a better midfield three than that. I think um, the other thing on that is they're playing Napoli away at eight o'clock on Wednesday, and we've got them on the three o'clock. So it's the first game in the Champions League, so you'd imagine they're going to go strong. So I think they might rotate a few players um, with you know they're literally playing European football 
every midweek, aren't they, for the six weeks off the bat, is it? Or until the international break, and then again. So that's why I think like Robertson's been coming out of the team and, you know, there's all this interchange with Liverpool. I think it's a really good time to play these big teams, even Man City the week after, because there will be some rotation. That's not me saying that um, we're going to get anything out of, the, out, you know, out of Man City or Liverpool, but it's the, probably the optimum time to play these teams because they will be rotating and they may lack a little bit of fluidity in, in those starting 11s. Hopefully, Trey Ray might be involved as well, Bubakar. I know he's still trying to get a, a, a visa this week. So, hopefully, by Saturday, that's sorted because, you know, it's safe. We are holding on to a, a draw or, 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 you know, God forbid, a lead to bring someone in on, in, on such as him with the, the, the attributes that he got may just see us over, over the line. But, Dave, how would you approach the game? Dave, uh, George has said there, like, it's a good time to play these teams. We've seen the likes of Newcastle at St. James. He's almost putting down a real blueprint how to take the game to these kind of teams. How are you feeling going into this? Yeah, and, and like George said, with uh, with it being the late one on Wednesday for them and then playing 3pm on Saturday, I can always, already picture Jurgen Klopp moaning about their schedule. So it's uh, it's 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 looking good, and I think if we can almost approach this game and play out this game very in a, a similar way to when we played Tottenham, um, like George said, you know, first half before we, you know we dominated that game, we just got to put the ball in the back of the net. Whether Raul is going to be fit, whether we start Guedes or slash Pedence up top, whether the big man Diego Costa comes in and starts up top, it'll be really intriguing and interesting to see. And I think you make a good point there about. Bubakar Traore as well. You know, if he we, he gets into England in the next day or two, gets his visa sorted, trains with the team a couple of times, and he can come on the pitch after 60, 70 minutes, he's going to add some valuable um, energy to the team. Um, because we know what Liverpool are like. They could play crap for 60 minutes, but you know, throughout the whole 90, they're going to have enough energy to, you know, to cause a real issue for Wolves. So, yeah, it, it is a good time. And, you know, spirits are... Better. I'm not going to say they're high at Wolves, but spirits are better. Morale is better. And um, yeah, if we can get a point or a couple of points from these next two games, I think that'd be f- fantastic. But you know, it's that bad, uh, I suppose, for Liverpool as well. If we beat them on Saturday, we go level on points to them. And we talk about how bad a start to the season it's been for us as well. So I know. I mean, do you not feel daft like calling for Bruno's head with those kind of stats? <laughs> no, but I mean, you look at there's some yeah. big teams, you know. Klopp, do you think he could be in trouble, you know, if he doesn't start getting some wins, you know? You know? Nah, he's, he's untouchable. He's absolutely untouchable. Uh, but let's talk about the bet, Mike Pot. So this week, it's £3 to enter for your chance to win £300. Now, it is a private pot. This week, so you won't be able to find it on the home page. But if you do, go to the bottom and click join. You'll be able to put the code in. The code is LiveWall, L-I-V-W-O-L. And it's a joint pot with the Cop TV, who's Alex, who's a, who's a friend of Talking Walls, and also Red Men TV. So, you know, let's let's start with my team first before we go on to the, the masterclass that is George. So, I've gone very, very Liverpool heavy. Um I've gone for Allison, Van Dijk, Trent, Nunch, Harvey Elliott, Diaz, and Salah. I've kind of just—I I just think Liverpool will will turn up and and put in a real good performance against us because it's us. So that's why I've gone Liverpool heavy. Dave, yours is quite similar, isn't it? Yeah, I've gone—I've gone, I've gone uh, a similar sort of thing. Um, I think you know I've gone with Allison in goal. Um, I've gone with the Liverpool back to. Of uh, Trent and uh, Van Dijk, Virgil, Nev- yeah. 
Yeah, Neves and Nunes, actually. I'm going with double uh, Wolves pivot. Double pivot. And, uh, what a, what a uh, Luis Diaz <laughs> and Mo Salah up top. So, yeah. Finn, quite close last yeah. week. Talk me through yours. Yeah, it, it may change. I've got Robertson in there instead of Van Dyke. Same back three as you lot, apart from Robertson, uh, apart from Van Dyke. That could change, obviously. I, I didn't think about the Champions League game, so there may be some rotation, but luckily we've got up until yeah five minutes before kickoff to uh, to change it. I've gone Fabinho and Nunes just because if we are trying to play that counter-attacking ball, I thought if he can intercept a few... Uh, no, obviously, I don't want him to, but there's a, a few points is the sort of uh, return for that. And I've gone Nunes and Salah, um, Salah captain. So... Yeah, Nunes is my one Wolves one in there. But to be honest, I want George to win because it means we're going to have had a, a very good day. So take it away, sir. <laughs> George, mate, talk, talk me through this. When when you sent this this in the chat earlier to send over to bet, mate, boys, <laughs> I I said, I hope George realises that Liverpool playing red because I saw that and I was like, <laughs> what on earth has gone on here? George, talk, just talk us, talk us for the team and why you picked it because my head fell off. Right, so I've, I've been in the sun all day on a charity golf day, so I was probably a little bit dehydrated, and I, just, and I was in a bit of a rush to send it over. But this is how I you can tell. It's you, you're oh, no, yeah, literally, my, my cheeks are roasting, honest to God. Um, Which ones? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, for me, it's you know what I've said. I've just got a weird feeling about Wolves. So if you do that, it's best to go against the grain because everyone else will be picking a lot of Liverpool players, and if Wolves win one nil, I'll be in the big pot. Definitely. So I've gone with Saar and Goal, Collins and Kilman, Nesta and Maldini. Um, then I've got Nunes captain, um, Harvey Elliott. Um, and then I've gone really against the grain because I've been saying how bad they've been since the start of the season. But I've gone Pedro Neto and Raul Jimenez. But that could all change until five minutes before kickoff. So yeah, we'll I see. Mean, It'll be Neto and Diego Costa, mate. <laughs> Well, the, the beauty of this is that you can change your team up until five minutes before kickoff. So once the team's announced and you've seen that Costa's actually starting up front, then you know, would you be tempted to change it, Jordan? Well, if, if Jimenez isn't starting, yeah, I think you've got yeah. If you're going this way, it'd have to be Jimenez or Guedes. I think's a striker on the game as well, isn't he? I think against yeah. the midfielder. So it's you'd have to just have a look at that. But um, yeah, if Diego Costa Costa somehow starts, then I'll have to stick him in just to go with his narrative. I think. Well, let's see how we get on. Good luck to all of us. Hopefully, we can finish above Red Men TV and, and Cup TV. To join its private pot, use code LIVWOL, L-I-V-W-O-L, and it's £3 in for your chance to win £300, of course. If you are new to the game, use our link in the description down below. And when you sign up and place a cash stake on a bet, you'll get £5 in free bets. Of course, be gamble aware. Right, a talking point on that's on everybody's lips, Um is Diego Costa to Wolves. I would have been really excited if it was a couple of years ago, Dave, but it it stinks of desperation, but it's probably the best option we can go for, really, can't it? Yeah, it's it's crazy that it's come round. And I actually searched it. We've actually been, been linked with him a, a fair bit prior to this summer. Um, I think it was probably coming up to two years ago, the about a year and a half ago, the, the winter window, we were quite heavily linked with him. Um and I think everyone was sort of joking when we saw the news about, you know, Sasha's injury and we were talking about free agents. And then it just all, all of a sudden came out of the blue, David Ornstein saying that, you know, he's coming over to the UK to, to for us to have a look at him. I was like, what? So, yeah, a, a good, a strong part of me thinks, you know, he's passed it. Um, it's He's not going to be good enough. 
Um, but then there is still a small part of me thinking, I cannot wait to see how this goes because <laughs> we know he's a shit house. We know he's horrible. Uh, yeah, and I just want to see how it goes. Um, I, I thought he was going to be in a ridiculously bad physical shape. Um, I've seen him. It, it's funny how as soon as the news story came out, by the way, he put on his Instagram story that he was in the gym and then posted a story of him like all sweaty. Well, he still looks a bit wham, you know. He still looks like he's got the mu the muscles on him. So, um, yeah, I'm intrigued to see how he gets on. I think I think he's going to sign. You know, we thought it was going to be a trial, but I think Wednesday we might have some some good news or bad news, depends if you like him. He was, I mean, he was sweaty, but I, I still think he was still in someone's kitchen from three days before talking about <laughs> what, what, why the earth is flat. I, I don't think he was. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he was. Uh, don't think he was in the gym. Finn, what? What? How, how are you feeling about this? I, I, I think he's going to be absolute dog shit, but it's going to be funny, isn't it? Like, why not? Exactly. Like, why not? I. Eh? Yeah, yeah, I think you and Dave summed it up perfectly there. It's like the devil and the angel, isn't it? like in The Simpsons, where you've just got that devil going, no, but it'll be fun, won't it? It will be fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, to be fair, I remember when he came to to Molyneux in that FA Cup game when we'd just beaten Liverpool and then we drew Chelsea. And his like seeing him in the flesh, I saw, wow, what a striker. But I've just Googled it then and that was 2017. Um, so it's a long time ago. It's been well publicised that since he's left Chelsea, it's been more yellow cards than goals. Um, and he's been released from a Brazilian club. So you have realistically got to ask questions of why, basically. Um, but it's desperation. He clearly wasn't first choice, but he's the only option we've got now. I think it's him or Vidra um, that's been released from Burnley. And Fuck, you know. I think the, the entertainment factor there, it's just it's way more exciting, isn't it? It probably, realistically, this has got an 85% chance of going horribly wrong, but... I think it's a sign that the, the fans won't mind at all because it, it, it could be really fun. Um, and if he does get sent off, at, like you could see him making his debut against Chelsea maybe in a few weeks, getting sent off. It, it's it's just like we've said, the Bournemouth narrative, this Liverpool narrative. There's narratives there and it's probably going to exactly like that. But yeah, that 10%, 15% chance of it of it going fantastically well. I'm, I'm all for it. George, if anything, it's going to be entertaining, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I think if, if anything, whether the ability is still there or not, it's, I think it's going to leave Molyneux because I think it's you know universally going to be accepted. And again, I you know people are like, get him in, get him in, and it's the same narrative as Belotti. Oh, Diego Costa was mint in the Premier League five years ago. Belotti, get him <laughs> in, like he was good three years ago before his ACL with Torino. Like I'm not expecting a lot, but the one thing I do think is it will get Molyneux rocking and I generally think there's probably more chance of him getting more red cards than goals I think requested that <laughs> get a tag of hammering on it because you know but same as Finn like that 15% of me is just like I just hope he comes and just gets 12 this year just yeah just get <laughs> which, which, which bit of you is a 15% Jordan are they going well I think about that then as well. No, I think it, look, I think it will be on the football pitch a bit of a disaster, but I do think it'll up the fan. I do think it'll up the stadium um, for a few weeks anyway and get the atmosphere I think going. VAR, by the way, is not going to oh, work well because he was exactly what VAR was a thing. <laughs> I spent I spent all of last night. Uh, I don't know that you lot saw him. I'll be real, just watching like. Uh, Diego Costa clips with one of my mates who was sat next to me and he said that about halfway through we were loving it and he goes this was all pre-VAR wasn't it we like, oh, <laughs> oh shit yeah it was so all, it would have been another seven eight red cards but yeah it, it's a tricky one 
I mean, his, his goal record the past few years has been awful, though, hasn't it? I mean, he, he struggled when he went back to Atletico after Chelsea. But as like Finn said, Vidra maybe, but there's there's literally no other players. I've, I'm surprised there's, there's been no links to um, Ilicic, who was at Atalanta. I know he's not a striker, but he's played just off the striker. He's had, he's had issues off the pitch, hasn't he? Yeah, apparently? I think depression, wasn't it? Nine problems and a woman is one, yeah. Yeah, yeah mental health problems. So depression due to COVID nineteen pandemic and how you feel, fucking hell. Um, and it but, was his girlfriend, wasn't it? His yeah, his wife, girlfriend cheated on him. I think his wife yeah, or something. Found, uh, found, found uh, the mis- well, the, the Mister Nob and his oh. missus. Really? <laughs> that's yeah. that's a loose one. woman. Now this is. <laughs> yeah, he quit, didn't he, and then came back? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's probably one of the worst things you could ever witness, isn't it? But. But if, if if Costa comes back and he and he's fit, which he, you know you can't guarantee, and he might not even pass a medical, we, we, we don't know. Um, does he does he start over Raul, Dave, or what happens? Or what, what like <laughs> is he going to be like last ten minutes to just bring him on and think you know what, just throw enough shit at the wall, hopefully it will stick somewhere. I don't. I don't think he starts ahead. I don't think he starts ahead of Raúl, and I think everyone knows. You know, this guy hasn't played a football match for nearly nine months, a competitive football match. So I actually can't be believe he's on him. You know, like yeah. he's just not. <laughs> he, he might be fit, and his stamina might be okay. But obviously, his match sharpness isn't going to be there. And I'm not expecting Bruno Lage to chuck him in an under 21s game. You know, to get his sharpness up. But um, I think it, it, it will take time. But it completely depends because if if Raúl is still got this random chronic fatigue that Bruno's on about or got this groin injury again, then um, I think you've got to start him. Even if you've just given him 50, 60 minutes, you've got to start him, even at Anfield, because fuck it, he'll give Virgil van Dijk a, a hell of a time. <laughs> yeah, I th- I, you know, he's always going to be aggressive and I don't know, he's he's always been so strong and I don't, I don't think that's necessarily going to been lost on him. He's not like fifty odd. He's still like thirty three. So if anything, and it, and it's a word that comes up quite a lot on his podcast. Finn, he's going to be hopefully a bit of a backboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've signed a few backboards this summer now. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, another one. Yeah, it is that when you doubt that maybe some of the athleticism or the physical side um, has gone, we just at most uh, a minimum. Sorry, need need a backboard, and I should say he can be that. Um, <sighs> It's, yeah, it's. I'm the same as you. I'm just like, is this happening? It appears to be. I don't know what. To, I don't know what more. What more do we say? You know what? It's, it's going to be There's so weird thing. if I see the, Diego Costa starts Wolves at Anfield. When will we? Yeah, it's and it's getting it's getting like worldwide coverage as well, which is like mad at the minute. And if anything, Finn, blood, it could yeah. be a little bit like on Ted Lasso with Roy Kent. Like just like just gets the, <laughs> the rest of the dressing room, like George said as well. People are saying, "Oh, it might upset the dressing room." But at the same time, this is a guy that's a serial winner. He's won so many trophies. He won't take no shit. He's got experience, and we're moaning about lack of experience in the dressing room. This is something completely different, and it could genuinely give us against, you know, a real geo. Yeah, against the big teams as well. I, I can't remember who it was, but it was a, was it Leeds had that resort against Chelsea recently, and Marsh was. On about there, I think it was a Tifa video. They're analysing that Leeds just make things chaos. Like City, Liverpool, they want games to go a certain way. Maybe, oh my God, see that? Oh, you see that lightning outside? Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> One for the audio listeners, there. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, it's um, 
I think he could bring that if he is, if Raul starts and we need a game to just go hectic. That's what you want. You want people to get rattled. Like you say, Van Dyke. he wants a nice, comfortable game. You're not, he's not going to get it. Like the big teams aren't going to get it. So it could, could be fun. But again, it's probably going to go wrong. I just, I just can't, I just can't believe it's going to happen. I really, I really can't believe it's happening. Like, you, like two or three years ago, you'd be buzzing, wouldn't you? But I remember being in the when we were in the championship, the um, the promotion winning season, and I think, I think Costa was a little out of favour at Chelsea. He'd done some at Daft or, or whatnot. And these two blokes were sat behind me and said, "Would you take Diego Costa down the walls?" And this was in the championship. And they both agreed that um, his attitude would be a big problem, and he probably he probably wouldn't fit in um, at Wolves in the Championship. So it looks like they're finally going to see whether, whether that's true. Obviously not in the Championship, mm. but just one of those that a pinch me moment, but not a pinch me like oh my god, I'm so excited! Like pinch me like what on earth is going on? But let's see, let's see. Hopefully he passes his medical and he's, he's involved on Saturday, but I don't think he'll be involved from the start. Right, lads, let's move on to the questions before we bring the podcast to a halt. So, Kieran Munn has, has followed on with our topic of, of debate. Will Diego Costa end with more goals or cards come the end of the season? Dave? <laughs> um, I think cards is probably a safe bet. If any bookmakers want to put that out, that'd be a good, that'd be a good bet. I think they make plenty of, a lot of money on that, to be fair. Yeah. Finn? Yeah, you could do it like... More booking points or shots on target or something, or more shots or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, you could, there's loads you could do, but no, probably, yeah, probably yellow cards to be honest. George, what do you reckon? I'm going to go with he's going to get 12 goals. So let, let's just really, <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to literally, I've gone heavy with Wolves to beat Liverpool. I'm, the, I'm just getting both bollocks on the table. Yeah, I reckon he'll get 12. Goals, <laughs> For those listening on Spotify, he hasn't actually got his bollocks on the table. As a Sahotas asked, is the one player in the league you'd like Diego Costa to clatter more than anyone else? Dave? It's getting violent now. Oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a nice guy. I don't really have any players that I hate uh, too much in the league. Um, Will Zaha? I've warmed to Zaha recently, you know. Have After writing 4 4 2. Maybe someone like John Joe Shelby, someone like that. Big racist. Mm. <laughs> Finn. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, that's been proven. Really... Been, you know, it's not allegedly. It's, it's out there, so we say. <laughs> yeah, Benjamin Mendy. Then, if we're going, what down you the side Finn, no, 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 we can't. No, we can't talk about Mendy. We can't talk about Mendy. What are you calling Finn the racist? That... Then, to be honest, <laughs> yeah, proven. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Finn's got a track record. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm it's realistic. It's going to be a centre half, isn't it? So. Mm. I'm trying to think of one that I hate, and they're not normally hateable people, are they? Uh, Mings? I don't know. Come back to me, even though you literally told me to think of one. I know. I said, um, you know, you know, and agenda went out about three o'clock this afternoon, but <laughs> no, yeah. just need two jo- more minutes. Okay, mate, no worries. George? <laughs> because you just know if you just like, come up against him. It's like that Mings versus Latam thing, isn't it? You know, Mings are going to have a bit of a, a like a bit of a tug and a pull and whatever. I uh, bet he's what? Yeah. What do you mean by that? I bet you did. He gave Harland <laughs> on a on Sunday, and uh, yeah, it'd be great just to see Diego Costa just like put a reducer on him. To be honest with you, because he's a bit of a shit house, Mings. I don't necessarily mind him when he's been in. You know, when he, he actually comes across quite well on interviews and stuff, but just not a player alike on the pitch. Who the Torrent Ming stamped on Oliveira's face, didn't he? That was horrific. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, was that was stitches, 
Dan sort of did. That's what he did to Ibrahimovic mm. as well, though, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. stamped on too. I, I I thought that that stamp on Oliveira was it looked um, like he meant that, but Finn had a couple of minutes now. Any any ideas? Gibbs White. No. Oh uh, yes, I can't think of any better. To be fair, it would be quite funny. Willie Bolly, <laughs> Willie Bolly, maybe. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be a good battle. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Mm. Andy Hipkiss has asked opinions on changing to a back four and conceding um, the least league goals all season. Dave? Yeah, we mentioned it earlier. It. Yeah. yeah, extremely happy. Um, just got to start, you know, we are getting more players forward. We're having a little bit more possession. Um, well, we've just got to start sticking the ball in the back of the net a little bit more, but it, it feels like it's coming. I think it's, um, I'm really happy with the change. So, yeah, just got to, like I said, start scoring some goals. Finn? Um, as I said before, it has been quite a favourable start fixtures wise. Um, and it, that oh my Dave, you I evacuate, mate. There's lightning going all over the place. Um, I yeah, it's probably going to change soon. But I, I get like looking at sorry to go back to FPL, but I was looking right. Wolves attackers defence is going to be useless this year. I really didn't think we'd have this start regardless of the fixtures. So yeah, I thought there'd be more teething problems, and and there hasn't been really. So really, really promising. And uh, yeah, I didn't expect it. It's impressive. Jordan, I bet you feel really smug, don't you? Because you want you wanted Collins in. You earmarked him as a as a potential <laughs> signing. Now he's coming and 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 looking looking quite the quite the purchase. Yeah, there was yeah, it was it was Nathan Collins and Josh Brownell. Those are the two that I sort of earmarked. And you know what, Brownell, like Brownell. Well. Yeah. he started quite well for Burnley yeah. as well. But I just thought Collins when I watched him in the limited game, like the game time, yeah, I just thought he was so composed and and good on the ball, but. I liked him because he played for he played for Stoke, didn't he, against us in the Carabao Cup as well when Fabio started when they beat us. And I thought mm. even that game he was really, really good. So it's just someone I've had like my eye on for a little bit in terms of um his career and sort of seeing where he goes. So yeah, I think him and Kilman just complement each other so so well. And I think was it Wolves tweeted out today that they've got hundred percent aerial which is brilliant and that's another thing why I, I quite like um, us against Liverpool is if they're playing Nunes they've, they've already shown with Mitrovic they're quite like a you know physical big guy up against them so yeah again I think another thing where I, I feel quite com- confident in the in the back two I think Collins can really get into Nunes as well I remember uh, the game on Saturday what Southampton player was moaning Oh, like, like having a push and a shove in the box and like Collins was kind of up to him and just like laughed in his face like absolutely like proper belly laughing in his face and you could see the Southampton player was like, like he just proper winding him up and you've seen obviously Nunez's his, his temperament hopefully um, hopefully send him in for an early shower um, Johnny Quinton has asked who is our, our preference for the fullback positions uh, it's, it, it's difficult I think if Johnny wouldn't have had such a good second half it would have been Samado and Aitnori but he um he did have a, he did have a better second half didn't he Dave What's your preference? It's difficult. I think you know all three have shown good things. Um, Johnny and Aitori obviously played a little bit more. Have also shown sort of bad signs this season. I I think you're right. Johnny's second half was phenomenal. It's just I remember everything was going right for him. I said you know what? you should just have a dig from like thirty yards. Oh, it was and close. He, and wasn't he just, it? Like thirty seconds after he had that shot, I was like oh my god. Um, <laughs> but I think on paper at the moment, I think Samedo and Johnny is probably your best. Best two, but Aitnor is a fantastic option to still have. And I think games like Saturday, I thought Aitnor had a good game as well. So I think if Samado's fit, I'd probably go Johnny and Samado against against Liverpool. 
Um, but I ain't always still a great option to have. Finn? Yeah, I've got that recency bias with Johnny, I think, because he had been the weakest so far. Oh, been um, but he was great in the second half. I have equally got flashbacks to when Vinagra was unbelievable against Trent. And I think our closest thing to that is eight Nori. Whether that's a um, an avenue we could go down, but yeah. Tomato hasn't really put a foot wrong in the limited time I've seen him, so I think he's nailed for my right back. Uh, I, I, you know, what? I think I'd probably go eight Nori for this Liverpool game, but overall, yeah, I think Johnny's got a strong case to, to start on the left. My final question from Neto the Goat, and he keeps asking this. He asked it on the on the deadline day live stream. Uh, will Matt Cooper go on come down with me? No. I don't really know where this. I don't know where this might kicking off in techno where Dave is. Thunder and lightning everywhere. Um, I don't know where this has come from, but I wouldn't be adverse to going on. I, I'm quite. I'm Remember quite we were good. talking about talking walls could die with me, like during COVID. Yeah, yeah. we were going to do one at oh, yours. Yeah, weren't we yeah, going to come do yeah, a come, yeah. come down with me, but never happened. I mean, if if anyone's interested in talking walls come down with me, let us know in the comments down below, and we'll do one. George, are you a decent cook? Um, limited cook. Like I do, I do what I do well. But I'll be honest with you, my missus takes over in the kitchen and she's, uh, yeah. She's Where else would you take over, George? Come on, mate. <laughs> I ain't, ain't going to sound a podcast because I'm sure uh, a brother and family members watch this. So uh, I ain't getting myself in trouble. <laughs> very, di- very diplomatic. Never a true word spoken from a bloke who's under the thumb. Finn, can you, can, can, can you cook? You can't cook, can you? Uh, Dog I'm shoot. the same. I'm the same, but I'm even more limited, probably than than what George is going to say. I've I've got three or four things, that I, and I'm I'm a man that doesn't like much uh, much change in life. I'm quite happy. Same meals every week, every bagel for breakfast every morning. Quite happy with it. Probably needs to be a bit more adventurous. What what are you what are your go to dishes, Finn? Chicken teriyaki, but chicken teriyaki. <laughs> now I've learned that one. The rice sticky rice can sometimes be tricky. How do you, um, you get the rice sticky? Oh, my word. How do you do? No, no, no. Because right, I, I, you use a rice cooker or... You don't want to you know Finn's flipping way to get that a sticky. Spe- chef special sauce. <laughs> 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 yeah, how do you get the rice sticky? Yeah, I can sticky? only have it once a week because I've made enough of it. No, but... Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, my I word. I didn't, I didn't buy the pot, but it's like, it's quite long. And it's well, as it's... sushi rice. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, what, what's your go-to meal? sushi rice if anyone's going for it. My go-to meal is probably beans on toast because I can't cook for shit. <laughs> well, I, cheese I, on top. Superb. I love, I love cooking. I find it so uh, Well, I've never had to, to be honest. I think yeah. when, when I move into my house in 10 years' time, like you got jokes about... Um, <laughs> Yeah, maybe in ten years' time, I think we could have a different conversation. But right. no, I like I like um, if I follow the recipe, I can cook enchiladas. That's a nice little one. That's right. Yeah, I can't do nothing unless I've got a recipe. I can't do anything. George, what what's your go to dish or or dishes? I know this is like what people want to know about. Yeah, it's the end of the podcast. Yeah. But... I'll be honest with you. My sort of special um, at the moment is um, oh like pork roast pork. Okay. Uh, roast pork with a um, sea salt on the top of it, really nice crack. Get the crackling up, yeah. Crackling up, so put it yeah. in the oven, even cook it in gravy, and then remove the joint and then finish it off in the air fryer. So it's still tender, but then it crisps it on yeah. top. So the crackling's lovely. How big's your air fryer? I've got um, <laughs> I've got a ninja. So you know, yeah. got two, two little components. Yeah, it was a, Oh, a they are good though, aren't they? Then I've, I've only got a little tire one. I don't really use my oven anymore. I just use the air fryer. No, no, no. 
Nah, I'm not going to be like Boris and say get an air fryer; it's going to save your electricity bills. But it, does <laughs> help. it actually has helped. So apart from pork joints, what else can you roll? Um, just cook. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, do I, I'll be honest with you. Traditionally, if you want like a quick one, I do a, a very good cheese on toast as well. Oh with a sauce. That's good though. Like if you do it well. Mm. With, with, with your cheese on toast, is it? Uh, and I, I will end the podcast in a minute. But like, this is this is great chat. <laughs> Grated or sliced cheese, and what cheese? Grated, Grated. What cheese? Cathedral City, mature oh, cheddar, big man thing. Yeah, mature. And what's the sauce on the top? Is that what before it's grilled or after? Um. So yeah. what I do is get it out. Uh, <laughs> and how about the toast? So many innuendos, <laughs> so many innuendos on this podcast tonight. Um, get, get it out the grill. And then just do the salt bag, just sprinkle it on out the thing, and then put it back in for like another sixty seconds. So it's sort of marinades it a little bit. Nice. Have you ever had it with chives? That's nice as well. No, I never had it. Chives on top. Chives are excellent. Um, I think it's a good time to end the podcast. I've enjoyed no, the last no, no, five minutes. If, oh, go on then, Finn. Go on, mate. If we're talking cheddar cheese, sorry, I've just got a shout out. There's this one my mum found in Home Bargain called Collier's. Try it. Trust me, it's un. But I was a Cathedral for City boy, but now Collier's cheddar cheese, unbelievable. <laughs> it's in Home Bargains. Um, I don't think it's anywhere else, but it's. Um, un, it's oh, I was going to say creamy, but you'd all have a field day. I'm. I do like a bit of cheese. I had a cheese board after the pub the other night, and it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Um, there you go. Can I do it in Asda? Right, we're going to get that on the shopping list. It better be good for. Oh, mate, is it a cheddar? Well. Um, what, yeah, what are we talking about? Like... Why are we talking about this? Yeah, this is yeah. the end. Like the last People 10 minutes, just like gen- general chit chat. If Colliers want to reach All out to partnerships as well, all your mates are on Colliers cheese. There's a lot, of, a lot of young lads have problems like that, mate. We have a bit of an epidemic, but <laughs> let's let's it's a gateway cheese. It is a gateway cheese <laughs> before you know it, mate. You're sniffing Stilton at seven in the morning. So. <laughs> Right now we end it. Yeah, let's end the podcast. <laughs> Don't forget that the Betmate pop uh, code live wall to join. Um, Dave, where can people find you should they wish? It's Dave as a party on Twitter and on Instagram. Finn, uh, Finn is F I N E double R Z Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, Home Bargains Cheese Isles. Yeah, Collier's <laughs> Cheese. If you want to reach out and you know send us some samples, we'll happily. <laughs> Try him on the pod. George, where can people find you should they wish to follow you? Um, So on Twitter, George was seven or Friends Reunited, class of 76. (laughs) Class of 76. (laughs) 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 Um, Just a quick note, Dave, Instagram, private or public? Republic at the minute. (laughs) It's uh, it's, uh, I don't know. You're dipping and out, don't you? I've been private now for quite a while. Um, but I've got I've got nothing to hide, unlike some of us. Yeah. I'm only messing with people. <laughs> but we'll, we'll start talking. I am M Cooper writes on Twitter, Matt Cooper bites on YouTube. We are at Talking Wolves across all socials. Let us know what you thought about the podcast in the comments down below. Like the video, subscribe if you're new. Until next time, take care. <laughs>